My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to have back on with me, uh, Neil Sahota. He was here with us a couple of weeks ago and I asked him to come back. Neil is the, uh, the author of Own the AI Revolution. He's out in Irvine, California, and he consults with uh, some of the world's top tech companies on how to, uh, to use AI to, uh, to enhance their businesses and operations. And uh, I thought it'd be great to have him come back on as we're, you know, we're talking about airlines rebuilding and aerospace companies rebuilding and basically the world rebuilding and how they can use AI to help them in those efforts. So welcome back, Neil. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, Craig. Thanks for having me back. How are you doing? I am, I am well. So uh, it's uh, crazy, crazy times, but uh, I think we'll get through it. So we'll, we'll see. I love the attitude, man. I got to stay optimistic. We all do. You, you got to, you know, look, you know, being pessimistic never got anybody anywhere. So no. uh, you just got to, you just got to keep it going. Hey, before you and I came on, I was actually talking with a fella in the aircraft leasing industry. And obviously one of the biggest losers in this whole COVID thing has been commercial, worldwide commercial aviation, which is down 95%. And his question to me was, from what do we rebuild? We don't know what routes to fly. We don't know what airplanes to put in service. We don't know where to really start. So here you are coming on and you're talking about, I just said, you got to start with the data. How do we start with the data? How, what are three or four things companies should be doing right now with AI to help them rebuild? But that's a good question, right? I, you know, I'll say Winston Churchill again that, you know, this is not about keeping lights on and then restoring, reviving, rebuilding. I think it's kind of um, rethinking how we're going to actually do business. And, you know, you mentioned the airlines. Look, we know that the travel is not coming back anytime soon. In fact, people are probably going to be traveling less. So you're definitely going to have less business travel. Nothing else we learned from COVID-19 that there's some, some things we always thought we had to do face-to-face. -face. We could actually do effectively virtually. So I think the question really becomes is who actually is going to need to travel. And one of the things I know that the, the airlines should be looking at is actually migration information. So, you know, where have people been moving from and to and where may they have actually have families? We actually have a wealth of GIS information. So companies like Esri actually keep track of some of this stuff. So, you know, a very simple example, uh, you know, we know San Francisco has a very large Chinese population and a lot of them actually have family back in Asia. Mm -hmm. We know that there's going to be demand between, you know, San Francisco and some of the big Asian cities. So, for sure, we know that's because of that demand, that seems like a probably a viable and hopefully profitable route for the airlines. And they're gonna have to essentially take this tactic for a lot of things. And when it comes to the business side, that's gonna be a challenge because now you have to think about what businesses, you know, are gonna still require face-to-face -face travel. Mm -hmm. And if you actually ironically think about healthcare, 
Um, if you want to bring in a new medical device or a new pharmaceutical product, you have to actually do trials. So you often actually have to do still fly people and equipment out to, to do a proof of concept and start like, you know, phase one clinical trials. So there's still these pockets of opportunity. It's just going to take a lot more work to dig them out. And that's really where AI really comes to the fold because AI is really good at, at the data and analyzing and finding those hidden connections that we just aren't blatantly obvious to us. So, you know, I take it, you know, like the airlines have always said, or they've been saying for the last couple of years, we're pretty good at understanding. We know our customers. Do they really? <laughs> I mean, you know, we know our customers. You know, basically they know who flies. You know, they, they, they know who's got the biggest frequent flyer accounts. They know who's got, who spent the most money. You know, when, when, when Mr., you know, I'm, I'm a $150,000 or 150,000 mile traveler shows up at the gate and asks for the upgrade, they pretty well know, you know, who's going to get it, him or me, not me. But how well do they really know their travelers and what should they be doing That's to good. slice and dice this? And how can, I mean, I know there's all sorts of strong AI programs that can help them do that. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because airlines are, are, have been masters of data and using like machine learning and AI more so to think about like the upsells and, and revenue, right? I mean, they recalculate a ticket price or half a million times a day. How well do they know their customers? I mean, obviously frequent flyers, they, they probably know some of their travel patterns, their spend, maybe what they like to eat, or in some cases even drink. Um, but I don't think they know the why. Why is this person actually traveling? Mm -hmm. You can probably glean a little bit, like if you have a business profile or a business email, the, the truth is, is they just don't really have a good visibility into why people are actually flying. And I think that's, that could be a challenge for them because now they realize that I had a lot of really good loyal flyers that probably aren't going to be flying anymore. I don't know who they are or who the ones that will need to stay flying are. And we live in an age where, you know, speed is so important. If you wait for that data to kind of unfold and you see it in hindsight, you're probably mm -hmm. behind the curve. Mm -hmm. So they really need to try and anticipate this. And for them, this is kind of a whole new brave world. So I know that they're not just going to be thinking about, okay, can I use like AI and guess who's going to still be flying and be a loyal flyer. Mm -hmm. They have to think about now actually using this for areas they may have neglected. I'll put it that way in terms of the passenger experience and, you know, customer service. And I know they're now looking at like some, AI tools, not just like in sentiment analysis, but in like communication coaching and saying like, you know, can I learn kind of the psychographic profile of this, this customer that they do, if they do turn out to be a, a frequent flyer. I need to be able to speak their language and understand what they'd be interested. So much like it was talking about the upsell and like this particular customer, they're going to be more interested in the upgrade versus this one that's going to be interested in the free check bag. I have to be able to say like, well, this person I'm going to need to be able to have the flight attendants, you know, emphasize value or this person emphasize facts or you know, this person, you know, really has to know are they going to make it there on time. It's going to create a whole new level of personalization that I think the airlines, um, to be honest, haven't developed the culture for it yet. It's going to be yeah. a big shift for them. See, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Look, I think business travel comes back. My, my opinion is, is the, the road warriors are probably not overly scared scared of this whole thing. They've been living on the road, eating crappy food and dealing with airports and 
you know, there's a certain mindset of a road warrior. I think that they're going to come back. I think the, 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 the challenge you have is the filling up the rest of the seats with the, uh, you know, the leisure traveler who may say, you know, going to Vegas this, this weekend and such a good idea. But, you know, can they use AI? Let me ask you, can you, 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 you know, you got Zoom, uh, not Zoom like we're talking now, but Zoom Info, which is a business database. I can pull phone numbers off there. You got LinkedIn, you got Facebook. Can they start to cross multiple social media platforms to learn more about their customers as individuals and start to and start to figure out ways to entice this person back on an airplane and rebuild root structures? Yeah, so they, they can. I mean, they're probably doing a little bit of that in terms of digital marketing. I mean, what you're talking about is old hat. I'll put it that way. It's a mature model. But I think, you know, the, in terms of just trying to advertise their airline or other people trying to advertise products, they're definitely doing things like that. But I think this whole notion of doing like the psychographic profiling, neurolinguistics, I mean, I won't throw all the technical words out there, mm -hmm. can absolutely be done. There's some great tools, but the airlines have never had to do this before, right? They're going to have to do it now. Okay. Yeah, they don't have a, I don't think they're going to have a choice. They're going to have to actually now really know their customers at a more personal level. Right. So what, so who do they bring on? So if you're an airline now and you know, look, everybody's in complete chaos and they're probably not even thinking about it. So it's all a little bit hypothetical, but if you're rebuilding your airline or your business jet operation, or who are you thinking about bringing on board? I mean, is it a digital marketing person? Is there, what executive are you bringing on board to drive this process? It's gonna it's gonna be a combination of um, their marketing people, their customer experience VP, or you know their their CEO for sure. But it's gonna this is a cultural change for them. It's gonna have to come top to bottom. I mean, I you know in my days as a management consultant, I worked with several of the airlines, and I can tell you for some of the domestic carriers, their attitude was, right? You don't you don't like us. You think we have terrible customer service. We don't care. Right. The other airlines are just as bad as we are. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, can't do that anymore. Right. Right. You're not, you're not worried. You know, you weren't worried before because like all of your seat was filled. Now it's like almost every seat is empty. Right. And now everybody gets great customer. You know, you're the, you're the, you're, the, you're, you're one of three people on board. But on the flip side too, you know, now everybody's saying that, yeah, look, I'm a seat 27C guy. I mean, I just, you know, I don't pay for the front of the airplane because then everybody's getting on board and they're bumping into me and I'm, I'm happier in the back. Um, you know, I can buy first class, but I don't because I'm, I am a, you know, I look at every, it, it's my money. It's not, you know, it's, yeah, so they say, all right, do I want to fly first class? No, I'll stay at the Ritz car. I'll fly coach. I'll stay at the Ritz. Um, so it's, it's just really, it's just really interesting, but what, you know, where, do, where, do, you know, so I guess what I was asking from an executive level standpoint, is this something the CIO takes as an initiative? Is it a whole new, you know, is it a whole new vertical inside an aviation aerospace company? Is AI a whole new vertical inside an aviation aerospace company? Like we have a vice president of data and AI. And these are the goals. You should, you should. It's a good question. You should have. A, you should obviously have a vertical around data, right? That that is the new oil. 
I, I don't think you necessarily have to have a vertical around AI. I, I, I really like in AI as a foundational, right? Like you build a house, it's part of your foundation. You're really going to build upon it. It's a, it's a tool, so it's a question of how you use it. You want to use it for marketing, you want to use it for customer service, you want to use it for talent management. There's a variety of information or abuses, but you have to bring the domain expertise to bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the CIO has a big role, but that's more around implementation. You know, the CIO isn't probably thinking about some of the problems that are going on. Like, you know, we just heard recently about United Airlines. They went up actually having a very full flight. Yep. Passengers were, you know, upset about that because, hey, you're supposed to keep the middle seat empty. And some people were wearing masks, right? Mm-hmm. They're not wearing masks. And so the United Airlines said, look, we, we require that when they enter, but we don't enforce on the plane, right? If someone takes off, we, we don't write, try and confront them. And, and I get that after the, you know, debacle they had couple of years ago. Right. Right. But it's like, what do you do about that? How do you create that comfort? And there are actually AI tools today where just through some simple interaction, you can actually tell their level of commitment to wearing a mask or not. You can actually anticipate, will this person wear a mask or not? How do, how do you do that? Well, it, it's the science of language. It's actually called neurolinguistics. Okay. So just by their word choice, you don't have to actually ask them directly about wearing a mask. But just by the way that they talk, you can actually get a glimpse inside their, their psychographics, their attitudes, all these things, and say, hey, this, the odds of this guy actually keeping their mask on is 20%. Mm-hmm. The person that's going to keep their mask on is like 90%. Right. And could you actually then tap into that information and say, hey, well, I have certain passengers I know that are going to freak out if a person's not wearing a mask. And you suddenly reorient how people can get their seats based on this type of information, right? This is very much a customer experience and operational slant on that. Mm-hmm. Most CIOs that I know, even in the airline industry, wouldn't be thinking about these problems, which is why the domain expertise is so important. Well, it's all, like I said, yeah, this whole, yeah, the last 60 days, I mean, you talk about, you know, it, it's, it's wrecked a lot of businesses and now they all got to rebuild, but now all of a sudden you say, okay, what can we rebuild you know, those of us who are left standing, what can we rebuild to? You know, if I'm thinking about, you know, if I'm thinking about, okay, you know, I'm rebuilding my business and I know that, you know, I got, you know, I got my capital equipment, my airplanes, or I got my, you know, what if I'm Hertz rental car or a hotel, I know I got all this, you know, I've got to get people, you know, the marketing side, what should I be doing specifically with, you know, how do I set up the whole data piece so that I, I, I know I just can't hit go, but I make it very easy. I make it very logical to say, okay, here's the direction we're going based on what this is telling me. Well, you have to know what data you actually need. That means you have to pick a problem or pick a goal you want to hit, right? It's like, if you don't do that, it's like, I can have a Ferrari, but if I don't have a destination, what am I going to do with it? Right. So it doesn't matter how much data you collect or can access or license, you don't have a problem to solve. And so I'm, I'm, I would be looking as an airline exec and saying, okay, I'm trying to do more cargo. I'm trying to do more things, but where are people going to travel? Who's going to travel and where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a tough thing right now because people aren't really traveling. You might say, okay, I know there's some hot spots like there's always, you know, coast to coast type of thing, but I need to tap into other types of data try and figure some of this stuff out. 
And one of the things I would actually tap into is ironically, all you know, the stimulus payments that came out to people, you know what the number one use for it is, Craig? I heard people are buying TVs at Walmart, but I don't know. <laughs> they, they, well, they are, but that's not the number one thing that people say they're going to plan to do with the money. They're planning to take a vacation. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, really? Yeah, well, think, think about it. We're all trapped at home. Yep. <laughs> right? You, you know, as much as we love our, our families, we're probably getting a little, a little tired of being mm-hmm. cooped up. Everybody wants to go somewhere. Right? right. And so I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, we'll hop in a car and do a road trip, even though that's been on the decline. If I'm an airline executive, I'm going to like, can I tap into that market there? Right? Mm-hmm. Can I somehow address their needs, which is either they're going to want to go somewhere not too far, but they want to know they'll be safe. Can I create that safety for them or show them the safety? But the other thing is there's probably some people that want to do that green vacation they thought they could never afford. Mm-hmm. They're probably thinking now, well, maybe ticket prices are cheap, hotels are cheap, maybe we can actually do it. You tap into that market and say, okay, hey, yeah, I can help you make your, your dream vacation a reality. Right. right. I got you. So if someone wants to own the AI revolution, look, we're going to rebuild, you know, now is a good time. I'm sitting at home. Business is shot. You know, we're all kind of muddling through. If, if, if I want to own the AI revolution moving forward, how do I do it? It's, it's, what do I do? Where do I start? It's 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 my it's my magic formula, <laughs> Craig. You know, I, sh- I share it in the book, in that it's not problem solution, it's problem opportunity solution. You first you got to cultivate the mindset and realize, look, I it's not about trying to get back to what I what I had. It's about how do I kind of re-energize and tap into what the new opportunities are, right? And then look at the problems or identify the goal I want to do bring the right domain knowledge to bear, right? If I got to know my customer, I got to mm-hmm. know how people that understand the customer experience and what they go through, that creates the opportunities. And then I take the opportunities and I marry it with the, the technical expertise about what's possible and the infrastructure I might need. And that's really the solution, mm-hmm. right? I, a lot of these things are not really rocket science. I mean, I hate to say it this way, but if I remember correctly, yeah. toilet paper wasn't even invented until the late 1800s, right? Right. I mean, about that. People went around for 50,000 years. Why did toilet paper take so long? Right? It's, we get used to things. Yep. And that's the challenge. We, we get used to things. We know that whatever the post-COVID world is, it's a new normal. Yeah, you have the chance to shape that. You can shape that new normal. If I'm an airline executive, I want to be thinking about, I don't want to be worried about like, how do I try and rebuild my business? I want to say like, I want to define what that new normal is for the airline industry. Right. So does, you know, when you, when you talk about, when you talk about machine learning and you talk about, you know, you know, basically, you know, data and AI and you're getting better processes. Should that, should that just be a part of the, conversation with every challenge that you have hey look you know what's you know some people are gut feel type of people you have some people like let's let's just you work off the data um should that be a you should yeah hey can we can we get machine learning or ai involved in this should that be a a question with every challenge in every business quite frankly so it it should um you know again the airlines and other industries can actually look to what manufacturing is doing where the manufacturers have been teaching like AI systems about how their operations are actually run. 
mm-hmm. and you know how they they do the setup line, the, the the supply chain, the whole ball of wax, and they're now letting the AI try and figure out operational improvements. Right. Right. And it it's actually creating more efficiencies for them. And think about like airline operations. If you're worried, if you want to have to encourage safety, right? You want to bring some of those customers back and say it's safe. Imagine if you had a, an AI system that was looking at your end-to-end operations and looking for all these touch points, right? Where is it where there's probably some unnecessary contact that we could remove? I mean, think of the boarding pass. Do people need print boarding passes? Do they actually need a boarding pass? Right. Like Delta was experimenting with, you know, you don't need a boarding pass. You just show up at the boarding gate, you look at the camera, and it, using visual recognition, it recognizes who you are from, I think, your DMV or your driver's mm-hmm. license, passport photo. It says, yes, this person's on this plane, they're seeing this seat number. Boom, right? Don't have to touch another some, some piece of paper that whoever printed it out. Mm-hmm. Don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to pay anything. I don't have to have a, a mobile passport or mobile boarding pass or anything like that. I guess you could do the same thing at TSA instead of having making showing the guy your phone, your 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 ticket, your um, you're going through the whole TSA thing. You just show up, and TSA's got your picture. And that's how right. much time. How much time does that save? There you, you know? go. Right. I mean, I imagine that our our face becomes our boarding pass, our ID, all these types of things. So there's lots of opportunities like that where we already have the technology, and we know it's working or working in other industries that could be brought to bear here. It's just, there's a lot of it and it's a lot to understand. And so if we had an AI kind of operational assistant to help us with, as an airline, it would be a phenomenal boost. So you know, last question, is it prohibitively expensive? You think about small businesses, you think about large businesses with some CapEx opportunity, you think about small businesses who are living hand to mouth. I mean, is it, is it, prohibitively expensive or is it, you know, something that, you know, just about any business can find something to suit their needs? I'll give you a typical MBA answer, Craig. It depends. Okay. Uh, Most AI solutions are actually um, meant to be for, for everybody, right? Their, Their price point is usually transactional and it's usually pennies or less so that small businesses and entrepreneurs can actually use it. And the cost is more related about the amount of variability. The more cases of complexity you bring in, the more expensive it actually will wind up becoming because you have to train the AI in the different scenarios. Mm-hmm. So if I want to use my face as an ID, as a boarding pass. It's actually very cheap. The technology already exists. Right. So you just need the data, and the government actually has the data for you as an airline to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You compare that to something else that says like, well, hey, I, I want to use AI to check out all the, do the 2000 checkpoint list to leave the gate, how many things could go wrong? There's a lot, right? Right. That's going to be a lot more complicated, a lot more expensive to do. So it really boils down to variability, but you can always start small. You don't have to do everything at once. Pick a couple of the most frequent, most likely pieces, and you can start from there, reap the benefits, and then build, build on top of that, and then build a little bit more, build a little bit more. Yep, I got you. So, all good. So, uh, what's happening with you? Who are you? What's what's the projects that are keeping you busy right now? <laughs> well, aside from trying to help out with the COVID nineteen uh, research, um, actually doing a lot of work in uh, artificial empathy right now because 
Um, mental health is becoming more and more of a concern just because we're not meant to be locked up. And right. we're seeing, unfortunately, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, addiction, domestic violence, child abuse all on the rise. I'm trying to see, can we create some sort of tools to help people cope and maybe build some resilience or at least give them an outlet for some help? You doing that through the university or... Uh... It's 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 through the through the United Nations and some some companies. So like, there's actually a, a few established companies, a few government agencies as well, but also a lot of startups all focused on this space. So you're out, so you see all the data with COVID. Are we uh, are you optimistic? Uh, <laughs> it's a mix, it's a mixed bag. I mean, things will it's gonna come it's gonna come in waves. That's that's gonna I think what we're gonna see that things will probably get better during the summer. And then yep. in the fall, we'll see a second wave. And unfortunately, it's now believed that you can get COVID as well as influenza at the same time. And that probably will re wreak a lot of habit. Uh, I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to talk about that. I know, it's not the uplifting way to try and uh, end the conversation. But this is a reason why, you know, I, I know we're all struggling and we all got different challenges. Either it might be yeah. health or job or kind of stuff. But you know, we're all in this together. That's the big thing. Everyone, we're all in this together. We're all trying to help each other as a global society. But that's the whole thing is if, you know, that's the whole thing people want is some clarity. And, and it's like, hey, look, here's the data that shows it. It's not, you know, we look, we, you know, we think, we feel, we want. It's here's, here's the data that we're based, that we're basing all of our decisions off. And it's all got to start. It's all got to start from there. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, but that's the challenge is we don't quite have enough data yet. And I do get asked a lot, why don't we use AI? We haven't built an AI system to do some of this work. Yeah, right, you're, yeah. you're building the model. You're building the models yeah. is basically, yeah. I got you. Cool. Thank you for coming back on. Hey, my pleasure, Craig. It was a blast. So the book is Own the AI Revolution. Neil Sahota can be found on Amazon and, and, and all the usual places. That's right. All the major book bookstores and retailers. Awesome. How's it selling? Uh, it's actually doing really well. We are now in multiple languages, so really stoked. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, thanks for coming back on, Neil. I enjoyed it once again. Hey, my pleasure, Craig. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.